As the owner and founding father of TR Historical, Dave Boussier took what he learned in a previous long career in retail and combined it with what he loved, history, to create his own family-owned small business, a one-stop shop for people who love the past. The products TR Historical sells are aimed to help people express their enthusiasm for subjects just like fans of sports teams, brands, activities, or destinations typically do. TR Historical offers items from many different subjects and time periods worldwide. Ancient history, American Revolution, the World Wars, the Civil War, science, and art history. They typically only feature the deceased, allowing a place that is typically comfortable and safe for shoppers despite different politics of the day. Their hope is to make history fresh and more engaging while supporting fans of the subject. They support sites and opportunities, when available, that bring history to people in an engaging way. And right now, you can go to trhistorical.com and use the promo code TATTOO to get 10% off your order. That's T-A-T-T-O-O. Use that code at checkout to get 10% off. You'll be supporting a small business during these trying times and obtaining some new history swag for your home, closet, or office space. Go check out trhistorical.com today. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Tattooed Historian Show. My name is John. I am the Tattooed Historian, and it's great to be back on for another series of podcasts right here, wherever you get your podcasts from. It's been a few months since I've been on and uh, just been so busy with some other things. It's been chaotic. The end of 2020. Now we're into 2021. I want to go over a few things that occurred to me in my life as far as my professional life is concerned. And I want to talk about what we're going to be building here on this platform through these podcasts, what I'm going to communicate to you in the next few months, at least, possibly for the next year. We're going to see how this develops, and I'm going to see your feedback and understand what you want and what you don't want. It's part of being a brand in the history field. It's part of being part of the conversation, let's say. So we just got into 2021. Thank God we're out of 2020. Our issues in society clearly aren't over yet. Uh, You know, the pandemic rages on. We still have our political turmoil and upheaval. So we're not out of the woods yet. But when you go into a new year, you get this feeling that uh, there's hope. There's a chance that things could get better. Whether you make a New Year's resolution or not, there's still a chance that things could be better. And for me, uh, I'm really feeling like there's light at the end of of the tunnel for many of us. And I hope you feel the same way. And if you don't, I will be hoping for you that there is light at the end of your tunnel for 2021. Hopefully we all can come out of this year stronger than last year. 2020 taught me a lot of things, but one thing it taught me was not to take anything for granted. 
we've lost far too many citizens of this nation and of the world to take things for granted. Far too many empty chairs. People who didn't get a chance to live out their dreams. People who didn't get a chance to say goodbye or tell someone they love them. So I don't want to take anything for granted in 2021. I want this year to be a building year for me, not only as the brand is concerned, but as a person, as a citizen of the world, as a historian. I really want to be better in 2021 than I was in 2020 at seeing the world around me and understanding that I can't take a moment of it for granted. Perhaps you feel the same way. And if not, that's fine. But for me, that's understanding who I am and what I need to do this year. Let's rewind back to last year just for a moment, though. Back to the beginning of 2020 for a few minutes. As far as my brand is concerned, we were rolling right along. I had just uh, started a divorce process, which had been an emotional turmoil for me. I was at a low point. I was starting to wonder if I was uh, made to be a historian or if I should just go off you know, somewhere else and, and do something else and say, well, I had tried. I was so emotionally distraught from the way uh, I was treated that I needed something to believe in. And I remember uh, right after the divorce proceedings started, I went to get information about earning my PhD. And that came about for a specific reason. I needed to start over. I needed to believe in myself. And I needed to have something to work towards. I knew it was going to be a challenge. And I, I love a great challenge when it comes to my career. Uh, I, I think in relationships, I like easy relationships where there's, you know, it's not a lot of work. It's just natural. You want to be around your friends or you want to be around a loved one. And you don't have to walk on eggshells or you don't have to work too hard to keep that relationship going. However, in the career field, I like to have a challenge. I like to have curveballs thrown at me. I like to try to figure out the next move. I'm very much a chess-oriented person when it seems like some people around me are more interested in checkers. Perhaps you're that way as well. You like a good challenge to try to make yourself a better person, better in your career field, better citizen, better spouse, uh, better partner. That's the way I am. I like to become challenged by new things in my career. That's why the brand really started. I wanted to challenge myself and showcase that I could do it on my own. And so far, so good. We're hanging in there. Uh, it's been a challenge to get through COVID, obviously. But looking back at early 2020, late 2019, I was looking for a new direction, a new path, one that I had never really thought would be in my wheelhouse, one that I thought was way out of my reach, and I was earning my doctoral degree. So I had built this brand up to showcase that you could do so much and go so many places and see so many things and interact with so many people without having that PhD. You know, that's what this brand was built about. Uh, everyone thinks that 
the PhD is the, you know, the peak of where you need to be, and it doesn't get any better than that. And I wanted to show that you could be at the master's degree level and do well. My friends could be at the bachelor's degree level or just having a high school diploma or GED and still make an impact on the history field. But for some reason, I needed to push myself. I needed that extra boost after being so let down and so emotionally distraught that I needed to fill that void. And so I went out looking at PhD programs. I picked one and I applied thinking that I'm going to have to work an extra year and reapply and keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Well, then comes the beginning of 2020 and I get the letter letting me know that I got into the PhD program. Many other people would be jumping for joy and excited. And I was like, let down a little bit, not by the program and not by the people in it. I, I appreciate everything they did, but it was like, that wasn't challenging enough for me. I wasn't, I didn't have to fight as hard as I thought I would have to fight to get in. And it kind of spooked me. I wasn't ready for that. And when I get into a position, whether it's in the field or in my career or whatever, and I'm not feeling like I'm challenged, my, my, basically my balloon inflates or deflates. Uh, it loses air. It loses helium. It doesn't want to rise. And I was in a, I was in a bind again. Now I was anxious over the fact that, well, that was too easy. I don't want to do something that's really easy as far as it just took me one time to apply to get in, I like to have a challenge. I like to be told no, so then I can try to work on getting the yes. It's a weird place to be, and I understand that. And for many of you, you won't be able to even fathom it because it's so weird, you know? It's so different. But I like to have to work for it. I like to have to grind. I applied so my name would be in the hat so that when it, I had to apply again, it was like, well, this guy's coming back for more, and this guy's coming back for more. And it was just like my balloon deflated. And my gut was not in it. My heart was not in it. And with COVID coming along, now on top of that, I had to put off my start date. I had to put off all this extra work that I wanted to put into the brand because I didn't know when I was leaving, and it was a very chaotic situation. And the one thing that I don't like is not being able to plan three, four, five months out for the brand, because this is my foundation. This is my rock. This is the thing that really saved my life uh, on a number of occasions where I was feeling down, but yet you kept listening to the podcast or you kept watching the live streams and I'm like, someone is interested in this. Someone is getting something out of this. And I also started thinking like, this brand was formed for people who don't have PhDs. This brand was formed to showcase that you don't need that PhD to get ahead. And here I was applying for a PhD and earning that slot and feeling like I wasn't living true to my brand or myself. And that's when it started to hit me that I couldn't do it. 
not because I had to put on an air or a guise of, well, I need to be the brand first, but because my heart wasn't in it. My gut was telling me it wasn't the right move, and I had to back out of it. I had to stop. However, what this does showcase is that you can build a brand around history, and that brand can increase your resume or CV, the attractiveness of that document, and permits you to utilize that background to get into a PhD program if you so desire. So the blueprint was there. And I understand that there's privilege involved here. There's what we would consider white privilege, white male privilege involved in this move as well. I'm not blind to that. I totally understand that someone can't do like I did and rip up their admissions letter on a live stream broadcast. Totally understand that. That wasn't a slap in the face to the administration at the university. That was my symbol of saying, I don't need this, and my heart isn't in this. Hopefully someone can utilize the funding that I had, and they can get their start. That's what I really hope for. I hope someone who got a rejection letter next time around gets taken in, and they can have the funding I was supposed to have. And I'm really happy with my decision because it was the right one for me. It was a very tough one, and it was one that I had to come to terms with. I had been thinking about a PhD for years because I was the first person in my family to go to a college. I wanted to go the full distance to showcase that you can do it. But it was almost like earning that letter that says you're in the program was good enough for me because that showed that you can get there. I didn't have to earn the PhD. I just had to earn the letter, the acceptance letter. It's a very funny feeling when you're like that, but that's all I needed. It's almost like uh, when someone is nominated for an Emmy and they're just happy to be nominated. When they're truly just happy to be nominated, they don't say it in front of the cameras just to look good. They mean it. That's how I felt when I got that acceptance letter. It's like, wow, I got to the finals. And I'm happy. And I'm satisfied. But going the distance isn't for me. And when that light bulb kicked on, I knew what I had to do. And uh, I'm very happy with my decision, as I say. I'm ready to move forward with this brand. I'm ready to move forward into 2021 with a renewed purpose. I want to build this brand up further than it already is. And some of you have watched me build it in different ways, new platforms, new ways of communicating. I'm on Twitch now doing gaming, historical gaming, and chatting with my followers, and soon to have interviews on there. So we are broadening the foundation of this house that we're building, this house that's built on history. And I'm really, really excited about that. Then I started to think about this podcast. I started to listen to other history podcasts for the first time ever. And I thought about mine. And most of the podcasts I were listening, was listening to involved talking about one time period or strictly having interviews on them. 
and I started to also think about what I've been asked to talk about on many occasions. I've been asked to come to conferences and not talk about a historical time period or be on a panel about some historical narrative. I've been asked to come to conferences and other presentations, maybe for a university, maybe for a history club, and talk about branding as a historian. Talk about building a brand around the idea of doing history. How do you do history? How do you make it come alive for others? How do you build a brand based on your passion for the past? And I've done 45-minute quick lectures about this. I've had people who tell me I should write an, uh, an ebook. Uh, I've had people tell me I should have classes. And, you know, I've thought about this stuff for a while, and I started listening to these other history podcasts and their stories and what they're doing, and I realized there's no podcast out there that I could find in the history field that strictly focuses on how do you build a brand around being a historian of any caliber. I don't care if you're a high school graduate or if you have a PhD, if you're an author, if you do historical interpretation, if you work in an archive, if you're a librarian. How do you build a brand around what you do to open the historical narrative out to a lot more people? Maybe to a new demographic. Maybe to someone you never thought would even listen or watch you do history. However it is you do history. Whether you work in that archive and you have original objects and all this stuff laying around that's perfect for branding and for content creation. Or whether you teach in a classroom and you can do some 10-minute videos after classes are over about what you talked about that day and make it like cliff notes and on and on and on. I couldn't find someone who does that. And I thought on top of the interviews that I usually have and I put up here on the podcast platform, I should talk to you about what has worked for me, what has not worked for me, and how you could also build off of what's worked for me while keeping in the back of your mind that there are some things that won't work. And it's different for everyone. You have to be self-aware. You have to understand that you are unique. Your voice is unique. The way you look in the history field should be unique. It should be you. It shouldn't be another suit and tie or, or whatever it may be. I don't like the dress code thing. You wear what you want to wear. You look how you want to look. You talk how you want to talk. And you get the job done. But you be yourself. You don't fake it till you make it. I hate that. And I hate when people are like, well, when the camera's on, I act this way. Well, why don't you act like yourself? Be yourself. Embrace it. We're going to talk about this in great detail going forward. And maybe if you're not a historian, maybe you work in a different sector. Maybe you're in a scientific or a technological career field. This could help you, in my opinion. And the beautiful part is, I'm not one of these people online who's trying to hustle a class and saying, I can teach you what I learned is the proper way to do this for $9.99 a week. No, 
we're going to put it out here for free because I'm about friction-free history. And I'm also about friction-free learning. Let's get it out there to you so you can build something where you can have a little extra money to go on that vacation maybe someday. Or you just have the satisfaction of knowing that you did something that makes you happy. That's what it's all about. It's all about being able to put your head down at night knowing that you tried your best, you did your very best, and you're going to do it again tomorrow. Or next week, maybe. We're going to go over all that. That's what I want to do because I want to bring you value. You know, I have guests on and we do interviews and it brings them value and it brings me brand awareness. But I want to bring you even more value as a listener to my podcast. I want to try to help. That's all. I love helping. I love doing Zooms into classrooms now and being asked to talk about branding and digital history digital humanities, how do we get the word out, and things like that. I'm doing mentorship programs now for different universities. I'm helping with all of these different efforts, and I absolutely love it. I adore it. I want to keep doing more of it. But I also want to get it out to you who are just driving in your car or you're hanging out in your office or in your living room and listening to this podcast. So going forward, that's what I want to focus on. I want to talk about building a brand. How do you do it? What do you have to put into it? What are some keys to doing that? I want to talk about different social media platforms. The internet has leveled the playing field, my friends. I have worked with people who would never have hired me 10 years ago because they would have just looked at my resume and said, "Uh, he's, he's good, but he's not really good. Or what have you. Maybe I didn't go to the right university. Maybe I didn't have the right GPA. But now I'm able to help them get a leg up on their competition by coming on a live stream and being in front of 2,000 people in a night or in 24 hours. Understanding that perhaps, and I would say this is one of the biggest things, if you could build a brand where you help others be acknowledged for their work, you are on the right path. And I'll talk about that. I'll talk about building that brand where you get a lot of satisfaction out of it and you can choose your battles wisely and you can get out there and get that done. And it doesn't have to be your full-time job. It can be something you do two hours a week. You know, something you do in the evenings. Um, like stamp collecting. You know what I mean? It's something you can do on the side. You can have a little fun with it. Uh, One of my favorite people to follow on Twitter just does Muppet history. That's it. Muppet history. And I have a ball watching it because I grew up on the Muppets. I love it. Who would have ever thought the day would have come where you could have tens of thousands of people following you on Twitter because you're a Muppet fan? There you go. Welcome to the 21st century. The internet and social media has leveled the playing field. We are now able to communicate like never before across multiple apps and platforms. And the phone is not never more than five feet away from you. The remote control of life. 
So let's use that to the best of our ability. So I'll show you, uh, or I'll talk to you about live streaming. I'll talk to you about podcasting again. I did another one where I talked about some of the uh, things involved with podcasting. I, it was my last episode, I believe. So you can go back and check out that episode. I talk about podcasting, how to do it with some money in your pocket, how to do it with no money in your pocket. And you can figure it out on your own as far as which one works for you. But we're going to talk about live streaming. We're going to talk about interviewing. We're going to talk about getting the interviews, getting the contacts. Networking in the 21st century is totally different than networking in the 20th century. How is it different? We'll go over all of that. I'm really looking forward to being able to talk to you about what has worked for me and others who I've spoken with. I have, I started this brand in 2015, so I'm going into the sixth year of this brand. And not once have I ever worried about the number of followers. Not once. To some, that's alien. To some, that's foreign. But I think when you worry about things like that, you stop worrying about the things that matter. Like the people who are actually following you. Like those of you who actually listen to the podcast. Like the people who are actually on. Your self-awareness is key. You have to think about what you are most comfortable doing when you start a brand. Are you most comfortable talking? Are you most comfortable on camera? Are you most comfortable writing? Where is your niche? What do you want to write about? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to live stream about? That's a really important question to ask yourself. What can you see yourself podcasting about for the next five years? What can you see yourself networking with people about for the next 10 years? What drives you? Is it Star Wars? Is it the Muppets? Is it the Battle of Gettysburg? Is it the San Francisco earthquake? What is it that drives you? We have to figure that out before we even start talking about building a brand. What is it that you would want to talk about? What is it that you would want to showcase to the world? Literally. Uh, because I never realized that until I began my brand. I was getting people following from Australia, England. Uh, I now have people following me in Georgia and not the state. I mean the country. Uh, I have people from France, Belgium, Germany, Canada. And it goes on and on. Never would have thought that would have happened even though it's so simple to think about because it is the internet. It goes everywhere. But what would you want to talk to someone in Germany about? What drives you? What makes you you? What makes you unique? You are unique. I don't want to hear this thing of, well, I'm just like this person and I don't fit in. And and No, what what makes you unique? That's a very important question to think about because you are unique. Everyone is unique. So when I was growing up, I was never the cool kid. I was the nerd. I was the uh, 
the history nerd who dressed up in funny uniforms on the weekend and went out and reenacted and everyone made, well, not everyone, but a lot of people made fun of me. I was never invited to parties. I was never the cool kid. And so when I started the brand, I started to think, how can I make this brand different than the rest of them? How can I be myself? And I thought about it for a while and I said, I'm, I can't get to the table with the cool historians. So I'm going to build my own table and invite them over. So basically, I'm starting a party, and I'm inviting the cool kids to my party, therefore making my party cool. See what I did there? I brought them in the side door. This is a different way to make your party cool. So in other words, now I hear some people say to me, you're one of the coolest historians I know. I'm a nerd. (laughs) But what I did was... I brought some people along with me who have challenged the system, who are a part of the system, who do great work, and who have no ego. Therefore, your party is automatically awesome. My brand is not focused strictly on me. It's focused on me providing you with content brought to you by other people. You'll find that a lot. Go back and look at all my live streams. Most of them involve me talking with someone else. Even the ones we do live on the battlefields. You'll see me out there pontificating about something. But 80% of the time, let's say, someone else is with me. That's what was key to me. I wanted to bring you all value, allow that person to showcase what they're good at, and I get to be color commentary for a little while while also maintaining the fact that I am a historian. Can you do that as well? Do you have something in in the historical narrative that just really is interesting to you, and you have people you would reach out to and say, hey, want to come along for the ride? I'd love to interview you about XYZ. I would love to talk with you about this time period. I would love to talk to you about this scientific method, if you're into science this mathematical equation, where it comes from in history, if you're into math, whatever it is. That's the one thing I want you to think about before we go into the next episode of this podcast. I want you to think about what drives you, the thing that you love to talk about with people, even when they don't want to hear it anymore. You just want to keep talking about it because it's so you're so passionate about it. It's something that you see that is larger than yourself and it drives you. That's what I want you to think about. What is that one thing that does that? Write that down. And then write down people who are in your peer group who do similar things. Or look them up on Twitter. Or look them up on LinkedIn. And start thinking about that for the next podcast episode as we go into building a brand because you're going to have to figure that out first. You're going to to figure out what you want to talk about and what medium you want to use. Do you want to write? Do you want to video? Do you want to do podcasts? What do you want to do? What are you comfortable doing? Now, I don't want you to go out there and think I can do it all in like, you know, two weeks. No, Start small, 
and have patience. What's the one thing that you are good at as far as a medium is concerned? Let's start there. Do you love being on camera? Let's start with video and live streams. Do you not mind your voice? Do you love your voice? Let's start with podcasting. And this is coming from someone who hated his voice when he started podcasting. But I had to make that next leap. That's why I'm here now. Are you good at writing? Do you love just to write all the time? Do you keep a journal? Do you keep a diary? You'd be great with a blog. Think about that for the next time we're together on here. Because in the future, with the Tattooed Historian Show, I'm not only going to bring you interviews, I'm going to talk to you like this, and we're going to talk about building a brand, and we're going to talk about these social media platforms. We're going to talk about podcasting again. We're going to talk about interviews, getting that interview, networking, and on and on and on, because this is something that I think many of you can get something out of. I get a lot of private messages from people and a lot of emails from people saying, I want to start this project, and I don't know where to begin. And I love getting those emails because I love creativity, and I love that moment, that spark hits you know, the, the trail of gunpowder going towards that keg. You know, picture that in your mind. That's this moment right now for you. If you're thinking about starting a brand or you just started one and you're just starting out and that, that burning ember is getting closer to that keg. And when it hits that keg, that's when you know, you know, this is serious business now. And... That explosion of creativity is one of the most beautiful things for me to watch someone go through. I'm watching some great brands pop up during COVID because, A, we have nothing else to do. We are stuck inside, many of us. We need something to do for our creative nature. And, B, people are taking a chance because maybe they lost their job. What do they have to lose? They're drawing unemployment. Let's build something while we're doing it. So either you're bored or you're unemployed or maybe you're gainfully employed and you want to get a leg up on the system and you want to say, I want to prepare myself for when everyone goes back to work or the museums open up again, I have a leg up on the competition in a good way, not in an egotistical way, but in a way that's like, I'm going to hit the ground running and people are going to know what I'm trying to do and then I can help others. That's the key, my friends. We need to cut the ego out of the history field. We need to break down some barriers. We need to break down some walls. I hate it when people are like, well, the people will come to me or I'll meet them halfway. No, I'm coming to you. I'm coming where you're at. That's why I'm on Twitch right now. That's why I started a TikTok account. I'm coming to where the people are who are going to stick with me for the next 20 years. I'm not saying, well, you're going to have to come pursue me. No, 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 no. It's not how this works. And if you think that way, I want you to rethink that because that's the wrong foot to come out on. You are here 
as a brand, if you so desire to build one, to bring value to your audience, just like I try to do now. That's how you win. Empathy, bringing value to your audience, self-awareness, understanding your niche, not being afraid to put yourself out there. That's the key. And I want to go over that with you in the coming weeks. It's going to be fantastic to be able to give back to you in new and exciting ways because I love the interview stuff. I will continue to plug those in here from time to time. But man, this gets my creative juices going. It makes me think about, I wonder what you're considering right now. I wonder what's going through your head as far as, well, I can talk about this, or I can video this, or I can document this, or create that. That is what drives me to do, want to do even more. Just thinking about you thinking makes me want to do more. It makes me want to create more. I'll leave you with this. A lot of people talk about content creation. We hear it all the time. Well, you need to create content. You need to create content. I'm good at saying that too. It's a force of habit. If you're going to start a brand, I want you to think about this instead. This is going to make it a lot easier for you. It's not about creating content because that makes you think that it has to be perfect. I want you to document your journey. Document your journey as a historian. Or document your journey as an anthropologist or an archaeologist, whatever it may be. Think about it more as a living, breathing autobiography in that way. You know, well, maybe it's not breathing, but you know what I mean. You, you're creating a live documentary episode of what you're trying to do. That's the key. We get too caught up in the lighting and the sound and all this other stuff, and we forget to just post and document and move on and keep pushing and keep pushing. So I want you to think about this idea of what would you talk about or what would you video about, etc., What's your niche? Who are you as a person? You. I don't want you to be like someone else. I want you to think about you. Go in the mirror and look and say, this is who I am. What am I going to talk about? That's all you need to do. You know, even though I think every respectable historian should wear aviator sunglasses like I do, that's not for everybody. Uh, You know, I like to have a laugh at that when I see some of the younger historians who I've mentored for a while. Now they're wearing aviator sunglasses. But they're still themselves. And I love it. Now a little shout out to those historians out there. But who are you? How do you dress? That's important. How do you dress every day? What's your comfort level? I don't care what you wear. Because that's not your resume. That's not your CV. Go document. So what's that niche? What's your authentic self? Self Self-awareness. And then how are we going to get it across? How are we going to document this journey? Are we going to do it through video, audio, writing? That's where we're going to start. And we're going to go from there. So next week, I'm going to talk about getting this brand going. Building this brand. How do we start? Where do you wish to start? Again, if you're into podcasts, go back to my previous episode. I talk about the hardware and software I use for podcasting. But we're going to go deeper now. 
we're going to get down into the weeds of building a brand to bring value to others, showcase history in new and exciting ways, showcase that archaeological site, tell people about this preservation effort. That's where we're going to go now because I get so many calls and emails about how to do this or can you speak at our conference about that. All right, I'm going to take this baton and run with it. And I hope you'll stay on the journey with me as we go forward here with the Tattoo Historian Show. So with that, my friends, please be safe. Please keep those masks on. Stay socially distant. I want you here in 2022 with me. I want you to build a brand, if you so desire, that you'll be proud of, that you'll enjoy. And even if you don't build a brand, maybe something we talk about will allow you to stand out from the crowd at your place of employment or will allow you just to, you know, get let your passion be known to a wider audience because someone's going to find value in that. And that could help someone more than you will ever know. So let's keep that in mind. So my friends, take care of yourselves again. I appreciate you listening to this episode of the Tattoo Historian Show. Happy New Year to all of you. Welcome into 2021. Let's get out there. Let's rock and roll. Let's have a great time. I'll talk to you next week.